Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning. Before we begin today, let's take a moment to arrive and settle down. It's good to see you in the temple. And it's good to see you in your own temple, wherever you are. Just close your eyes. Lighten your mind. Invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Relax the facial muscles, neck, shoulders, spine. Soften the belly and get grounded. Connect with the breath, flowing in and flowing out effortlessly. Holding the thought of lightness in your heart, just bring the attention to your heart. With the next breath in, think of expansion in your heart as the breath comes in. Expansion and contraction. The lotus opening and closing at the heart.
And for a moment, pause the breath, holding the attention at the heart. Before you begin to stress out, release it. Again, when you are ready, pause the breath, holding the attention at the heart. In the beginning, there will be a little tightness, but mentally release that tightness. Release the breath. We'll try this again. Pause the breath. Holding the attention at the heart. Just think of expansion. There may be a little anxiety of the breath, the retention. Release that anxiety. And again, resume the breath. Now, thinking of the stillness in your eyes, bring the attention to the center of the forehead. Again, the feeling of expansion and contraction at the center of the forehead. Then pausing the breath, stilling the eyes, let the mind rest in the center of the forehead. Visualizing, imagining bright white light. Breath is paused, eyes are stilled, mind is resting in that light. Release the breath. light of pure consciousness.
Thank you for taking this time. Open your eyes. This is a beautiful practice that anyone can do. Whenever you have a moment, just sitting, being with yourself, softening your whole body. Either eyes could be open or closed, pausing the breath. Pausing the breath. What happens when you pause the breath? There's a little anxiety that happens. Very mindfully, gracefully, deal with that anxiety. How do you deal with it? Just imagine the expansion because when there is anxiousness, there is a tightness. You know that you can breathe if you want to. So there is no reason to be anxious. So very mindfully, you are causing this situation where you can experience anxiety, self-created anxiety. But you also know you have control over it. So this is a very beautiful practice for someone who experiences anxiety. You create in a very small dose and then you practice how to release it. Holding the breath is a beautiful moment when, if it, when it's held voluntarily. You have control over the situation. You can breathe when you want to. But to hold the breath and become aware of that anxiousness and then practice expansion. Just thinking about lightening your heart. Think about you have just taken a nice breath in. Prana, the life force, prana has come in. And something very precious is being absorbed in your system in that moment. Breath is not only air. Something very subtle comes dissolved in the breath. So when we are holding the breath, pausing the breath, also have this in your mind that you are absorbing something. So when your thought goes to absorbing something very precious, your mind that's gone back to anxiousness kind of comes back a little while. Then you again. So this looks like a very simple practice, 
but if it's done mindfully with determination, it does wonders. And it can be done anytime. Whenever you have a little moment during your 24 hours, maybe several times. Make a nice game out of it. Don't be too serious. Make it fun. Be a kid, just like the kids sometimes play with holding the breath, releasing the breath, hyperventilating. Something happens. So it's the kids do it with a certain mindset. We are all kids. We can just do it with a little bit more sacredness in it. We do all the things that we did in the childhood, but just the element of sacredness was missing. And if we just imbue it, imbue it with sacredness, something happens. This practice is called Pran Ki Sadhana, Sadhana of Pran. Pran is the life force. And in all the yogic practices from various schools, breath is very important. And it's a wonderful tool to give a glimpse into our inner universe. So please don't think it's something very simple and it's not going to work. It is going to work if we give it its due respect. Whenever you are meditating, some of you are doing your job with your mala. Your mind is racing. You are trying to do your mantra job, but your mind is somewhere else. Hold the breath. Hold the breath. Continue whatever you are doing. Slowly release the breath. Slowly welcome the breath. Continue doing your job. Let the breath dictate. When you hold the breath, mind comes home to check if everything is okay. The mind that gets busy with making all kinds of things, the moment we hold our breath, mind comes home and then you can redirect it. We all have spiritual practice. All practices are good. What is important is how to stay in the remembrance of the practice. 
So no matter where you are, no matter what you are doing, if you could just stay in touch with your flow of prana, flow of breath. I would be, I watched Baba, Sarkar Baba, always, no matter what he was doing, he was sitting with somebody, he was talking to somebody, he was always in touch with this flow of the breath. He'll be sitting, listening, and checking which nostril is flowing, which nostril is blocked, and not to talk about it or not to show it or not to teach it, not to model it for it. He, that's the way he was. That was his way of staying in touch with the breath. So how can you do this? Yes, you are engaged, you are working, you are maybe every five, 10 minutes, just take a little break to really mindfully welcoming the breath and breathing out the breath. The spiritual practice should be very simple, not complicated. It should be so simple that you do not need anything. You do not need to believe in anything. You do not need to trust into anything. Start here. Start with the breath. No matter what you do, just take a pause. Welcome the breath, breathe out the breath. And if you remember a little bit more, pause the breath and enter in that state of expansion. Pause the breath, you'll feel anxious. Expand it, release it. We have a problem, we have some situation and our mind starts going. What are you going to do? You can't think more and try to solve it. You have to do something very concrete. And pausing the breath, connecting with that stillness, expanding the anxiousness, the tightness that happens because of anxiety, expanding it. It's a beautiful practice. It can be done several times in the day, several times in the day. Whenever you have a moment, just stop from whatever you are doing, close your eyes, soften your body, pause the breath, then release it, welcome, and let go. There is a beautiful little story. Um, a man had set out to look for a philosopher's stone. Uh, 
a holy person met him, asked him, where are you going? He said, I'm setting out to look for a philosopher's stone. In English, it is philosopher's stone. In Hindi, the name is Paras. Paras Pathar stone, which is called Paras. And the quality of Paras Pathar is any metal touches it, that metal turns into gold. It could be a mythological stone. I haven't seen one. <laughs> so he has set out to look for Paras Pathar. He was met by this holy person who asked him, where are you going? He said, I'm going to look, find the Paras. He had it in his bag. He said, I'll give it to you. He said, no, 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 it's not. This couldn't be that simple. I just get out of my house and there is the Paras Pathar. Thank you, but I'm going to look for it. <laughs> so this Paras Pathar that we are all looking for is really so close to us. It's right here within us, with us. But we set out to look for something more complicated, read more books and go to more seminars, go to this and that. It's all here. It's with you, within your reach. It's more about giving it its due respect and practicing. We can know the knowledge of all the scriptures, but unless we take time to practice it and value it, it doesn't come to us. We do not need to know more. We need to practice more. Take a little time. Yes, we can practice. And then in Kali Yuga, the most important thing for a spiritual aspirant is Sangha, the community, the company we keep. The company we keep. Like today, we are gathered in this temple and we are gathered virtually. This is the community we are keeping. At least we are thinking about breathing. We are thinking about being at peace. This is the benefit of gathering together, like-minded people that we can think about it. And Babaji will say the same thing, remind it. And if I have forgotten, maybe I will start it again. So today I wasn't going to say anything very exciting. I wanted to remind you of something very simple. And this little practice of prana sadhana Take a little time, no matter where you are. Very voluntarily create the anxiety and be free from anxiety through what you already have. You don't need to know anything more. Carving out time. It's wonderful to see everybody in the temple and it's very Good to see you virtually in your virtual temple. Thank you all for taking this time.
please remember, we already know what we have to do. It's just recommitting our time to doing it. With this little thought, I will leave you and welcome your questions and your reflections. Thank you, Babaji. If anyone has questions or reflections for Babaji, you can chat them to me. Or somebody in the temple. You can't chat, you don't have a computer. <laughs> yes, Mary. So Babaji, I was talking about pranayama to my 10-year-old grandson, and your talk this morning answered his questions yesterday about why the breath is held. You just kind of went, you know, three, six, nine, six, and kind of so I thank you. I go back with with a sense of a little more wisdom and a, and a really beautiful explanation of breath and the life force within it. So I thank you. How do you teach <clears throat> the sacredness of the breath to children? I think you do it. I, I, yeah, go ahead. By showing it to them, by the way you soak up. Everything from birth on, they're going to become a part of you, and you're so it's the way you live. It's showing they've watched you sit for years, you know, you know they've watched these mm -hmm. practices. So it's not an unusual thing uh, for them. So I think you teach children by the way you live, and you show them, and then you talk a little bit. You listen to Baba G, and you know something else to say. Yes, it's um, see where they are, where the children are, and even reminding that this breath that you're breathing in is not just the air coming in. There is something very precious in the breath that's being absorbed in your system and that's keeping you alive. That gets their mind a little bit more Thinking, yeah, so you throw in little hints. What we really need, children, how to remind them of sacredness of everything. And not only to children, the grown-up children too. <laughs> that everything that we do, every action that we have is sacred. The moment the thought of even something sacred comes to us, our whole attitude changes. Our attitude about ourselves changes. No, yes, Richard. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, please. I have a question about the exhalation. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a tendency after you've held the breath 
you can just, you know, you just exhale immediately because you're stressed out, as you said. But slowing down the exhalation, if you've held on the inhalation, depends on using that as the example, seemed like a very um, calming experience. So what, what is the role of that? I think that's a uh, second stage. Uh, to when you want to expand your uh, retention. So first we try to, the, in the first step, you hold the breath and hold it as long as you can, then slowly release it. But once you begin to work on expanding that, your retention, then you release a little bit. So you release that little tension that's building up. Um, so that's the second stage of working with that. So that's very good. And it is very calming. It's uh, again like you are aware of that tension, and then you release it, and the next one appears. It's a beautiful feeling. You know, there is so much that you can experience just by this sadhana. And look at your attitude towards it. It's not a mechanical thing and it's not a physical thing that you are doing. It's a sacred thing that you are doing. Pran. Pran is the life force itself. We call it Pranamai Bhagavati, the divine mother in the form of Pran. It's the mother, divine mother, that's entering our body and blessing it with new moment. There's a question, Babaji, in the chat. Mm -hmm. uh, during meditation, as we hold the breath, should we continue reciting mantra, moving beads, or stop momentarily? If you are doing your job and you are using the breath that way, then you continue doing your job. And if you enter in a little bit more blissful state, you can stop. There is no harm. There is no harm in stopping the breath. You can do either way. If you are doing your job and your mind is racing, it's good to hold the breath, but continue your job. And sometimes if you feel like just holding it, and that's either way, both are good. Why would someone have to do anything but this on the sacred path? The mind will come, yes, but I got so many other things to do. And we do have social responsibility. We are family people. We got our jobs. We got our um, obligations. 
So but there comes a time sometimes when there is no other option for some, and that's it's good to see everybody virtually and in the temple. It's the first time we are um, trying this out. How does it look to people out there? Mm -hmm. Mindy, it's good to see you. What do you see? You see the temple? You are muted. Okay. I'm asking her to unmute, but yeah, there we go. Okay. Oh. No, Babaji. It makes me cry to see everybody. We feel we feel your presence here. It's beautiful to see everybody in the temple. Niranji, how is in India right now? Mavri, it's all good. I went to Ashram Varanasi last week. Mm -hmm. This week, actually. Uh, so it was, um, I feel blessed. It was very nice. I just got a news from Varanasi. The Gangaji, Ganga River is only a foot away from entering the boundary. Mm -hmm. It was it was uh, it was uh, flowing high at that time also, but yeah, it wasn't under control at that time. And my mother, uh, thank thank you, Bhavari. My mother could really uh, enjoy it, and, and really, she was very happy being at Dashan. I'm glad you could go, and you are coming here too. I hear. Yes, I am coming uh, next, uh, just before Navratri. I'll be there. So you will join us for Navratri? Ji. That will be wonderful. <clears throat> Shannon, anybody else is on your side? There is one more question, Babaji. Hmm? Uh, let's see. Uh, a philosophical question. Uh -oh. <laughs> we, we know how consciousness thinks when it resides in the body, but mm. do we have any idea how consciousness thinks when it has left the body? Is it different? It's the same. It's the body attaches to consciousness. Consciousness doesn't attach itself to the body. So... Consciousness is always pure, always the same. And consciousness doesn't think. <laughs> consciousness is just is.
what happens when the mind is absolutely still? You are one with that pure consciousness. The moment desire arises, Baba used to say, desire even for a blade of grass creates a ripple in the tranquil pond of consciousness. Even desire for breathe, breath. At one time, long time ago, in my early days, I was meditating and I came to this place I didn't want to take a breath in to disturb the stillness. And I kept going deeper and deeper in that. A part of me was gnawing in the back, you better take a breath now. But I had entered in such a state that I wasn't anxious, so there was no need to take the breath. But something was gnawing in the back that you better take a breath. And there was another struggle, keep going. And this tug between the two was happening. Finally, order of body's instinct one. But when you arrive in that state of stillness, really your need even for the next breath becomes very less. And that's how yogis are able to, you may have heard some yogis um, are able to slow down their heartbeat and all that. I'm not proposing that to you, but it can happen. Even when you are working on retention of your breath, it's the anxiety that really compels you to take the next breath. If you could just relax, your need to take the next breath becomes less. It's the anxiety that forces us. Can I? Yes. Mary, I, I have been following uh, my nostril, not all the time, but uh, uh, whenever I remember. And I find most of the time I'm breathing from the right nostril. And uh, I, I, I see some, well, it is like 70 or 80% from the right nostril. And, and, but it is obviously not, as, not a perfect match because I may not be looking at the time when I, when I breathe. It is from the nostril. But is it normal to have a, a right nostril predominance? When the right nostril is dominant, it means you are more active. And uh, that's the time to engage. And um, so left one is more passive, more calming, more cooling. Right one is more um, active. I check that in the nighttime when you are really resting and you know that it's time to go to sleep. Um, <clears throat> you may want to look at that. And if the right one is still going on, Play with it, just close the right one and breathe in slowly with the left one, breathe out slowly and do that nine, 10 times and then check what's happening in your body and what happens to the breath. 
So it's another way to do your, continue your prana sadhana, that when you are laying down in the bed and to check which nostril is more dominant and just play with it. Try to just close that one and breathe in slowly with the other one, breathe out with the same one and open it up and then see how you feel. Sometimes you are in a mood that you are not very comfortable with. Instead of trying to think, just go to the breath. See what breath is more, which nostril is more dominant. Just change the flow and see what happens to your mood. So these are the things you can experience and explore by yourself. And it's beautiful. So Bhavari, I have done that many times. So I, I close the right nostril and then I, I notice after eight ten, eight, ten breaths, it becomes, I, I can't check whether it is now, uh, it becomes even sort of. Mm. And the mood also obviously improves. When it becomes even, you have entered the sushumna. <laughs> sushumna means then you are in a perfectly calm place. So all these things are, we can do, uh, just taking a little time and giving it importance. And uh, thank you all. And Shannon, please open up the chat rooms so people can check in with each other and, and I will take leave from you. Thank you all. My blessings and prayers for your continued good health well-being, happiness. Thank you all.